0: Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Potcon Go Network. Potcon Go, family friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab a flashlight and an umbrella. It's time for a story. Today's story is part three of My Dad and the Power of Imagination by William Stare. This is the third and final part of this story, so make sure you've listened to parts one and two already. Now buckle up for the thrilling conclusion. That night... Cousin Jack was coming over and bringing pizza. Before he got there, we watched the local news on TV, and they had a report on the trouble at the fish hatchery. They even had pictures from the scene, and an interview with the ranger we'd seen. Aww, said Army. If we'd stayed there longer, we might have been on TV. The ranger talked about the terrible loss of salmon, how every returning adult was important and that things were bad enough for the salmon without this. The wildfires in the hills last fall didn't help either. Now, with the winter snow and the spring rain, mud and ash are getting into the streams. That may smother the salmon eggs, if any adults live to lay them, further reducing the number of this endangered fish, said the ranger. Mom, what does endangered mean? I asked. It means the number of salmon returned to the streams and creeks like Issaquah Creek is becoming dangerously low. And if not enough new salmon are born, they could disappear completely, replied Mom. This is a problem that has been getting worse for years, added Dad. Maybe a superhero should do something about it, I suggested. Dad laughed. Even superheroes have limits, Desi. More people, more pollution, more climate warning, all mean trouble for the salmon and many other animals. It'll take a lot more than a superhero to solve that problem. And finally, more trouble for people themselves, added Mom. Just then, the door burst open and in came Cousin Jack. He never knocks. How are my favorite relatives who love pizza? He yelled. He held out a giant pizza box, opened the lid, and waved the delicious pizza smell over us. We do, both Army and I yelled. In a moment, Mom had the table set, and we sat down to the huge pepperoni and sausage meal. While we were eating, Mom and Dad told Jack about the attack on the fish hatchery. That's really not surprising, said Jack. Over where I live, there have been all kinds of deer getting into the parks and people's yards, looking for tender spring greens to eat. And bears are getting into garbage cans. A fellow down the street even claims his pet poodle was eaten by a coyote. Talk about French food. The fires last fall really destroyed a lot of habitat. And the animals are starving. The same thing probably happened to the bears and things who attacked the hatchery. They're that desperate. We kept eating, but somehow, for me, the idea of animals starving while we feasted took away some of the fun. That night, after Dad read Army and me a bedtime story, during which Army fell asleep, I asked Dad, Isn't there something we can do to help those animals and protect the fish and the pets at the same time? Desi, This is a problem that has been coming for a long time. And while there are things that we, that all people, can do and should do, it will still take a long time to make things better. Yeah, but what about right now? I wouldn't want some coyote to starve, but I wouldn't want it to eat Trooper either. I know, honey. Let me think about it. Dad gave me a goodnight kiss and turned out the light. I think I fell asleep just after the light was out and began dreaming about camping in the forest on the other side of Puget Sound. Puget Sound is a part of the Pacific Ocean that lies just west of Seattle. The salmon that are born in Issaquah Creek make their way to Puget Sound as they grow up. It's their first taste of the real ocean. Beyond the sound is more land called the Olympic Peninsula. Mom tells me it's called that because early white settlers were reminded of the land of the Greek gods and named the land after Mount Olympus, the home of the gods. Anyway, I was dreaming that the king of the Greek gods, Zeus, was standing outside our camping tent. He was angry, because we had set up camp in his land without asking, and was about to kill us all with a lightning bolt. Remember, this was a dream. Dad had jumped up and challenged him to a duel. So the two of them stood outside the tent, waving lightning bolts and roaring at each other. That's when I woke up. There was a terrible storm outside, I could still hear Dad and Zeus roaring at each other. A flash of lightning lit up the bedroom, and I saw Army standing by the window. There's something going on outside, he whispered loudly. I jumped down from my bunk and went to the window. There was another flash of lightning, and I could see Dad was standing in the middle of the backyard, his arms stretched upward. Is Dad trying to get electrocuted? I asked Army. But Army only pointed to a corner of the yard. There's something back there, he whispered again. Why was he whispering? At that moment, there was a huge boom of thunder, and the whole house shook. Rain was washing over the window, making it hard for me to see, but there was definitely something big moving around in the back corner of our yard by the rabbit shed. Five seconds, Army whispered. Huh? Five seconds what? And why are you whispering? The lightning is getting closer. Every five seconds between the lightning and the thunder is a mile. And I'm whispering because we're supposed to be asleep. There was another flash of lightning. I could see what was in the corner of the yard. Bears! A whole lot of bears! Crash, went the thunder. Only a couple seconds, half a mile away, whispered Army. He was bouncing up and down on his toes, a sure sign that he was very nervous. Then, something ran from the house out toward Dad. It was our dog, Trooper. He had gotten out somehow and was running to Dad to protect him. At that moment, there was the biggest lightning bolt yet, with thunder at the same instant. Both Army and I were blinded by the flash and fell back from the window screaming. After a moment, Army crawled back to the window and peeped over the sill. They're gone, he whispered. Who? The bears? I asked, also creeping forward. Yeah, and Trooper. And Dad. It's hard to see. I looked out the window. Nothing. All the lights for blocks around were out, and the storm was still raging. The electricity must be off, I said. I can't see anything. There was another flash of lightning. Now we could see that the backyard was empty, and Mom's prized plum tree was blown to bits. The thunder came at least five seconds after, so the storm must have been moving away. We both screamed. Dad, just as the door of the bedroom burst open, a bright light blinded us again. But this time, it was from a flashlight. Are you boys all right? It was mom. She came into the room and hugged us both to her. Dad's gone, and Trooper, and the Bears, blubbered Army. He wasn't whispering anymore. What? What are you talking about? Dad's downstairs in his office. He told me he couldn't sleep and went down over an hour ago. Trooper is probably with him. Did you dream something about bears? No, no, they really were outside until the lightning hit your plum tree. Now they're all gone, I insisted. Mom shone her flashlight out the window. Wow, that plum tree really got blasted, she said with a low whistle. Let's go find Dad. We three started down the steps. Halfway down, the power came back, and we could see light streaming into the living room window from the streetlight outside. We headed into the hall that led to Dad's office and the back door. But before we got to the office, the back door burst open, and something big lumbered into the hall. It was making gasping noises, and there was a terrible smell, Both army and I screamed for the third time. However, Mom kept her cool and flipped on the hall light. What a sight. It was Dad. You've probably seen cartoons where someone was struck by lightning and their hair sticks out in all directions. Well, Dad doesn't have any hair on the top of his head, but his beard was sure sticking out. It looked like a brown dandelion. There was even a little smoke coming up from it, and from his clothes. Mom rushed to him. What happened to you, she cried. Wow, that was intense, was all he could say. We all helped him to the sofa in the living room. After he drank a glass of water, he explained what had happened. You know how we were worried about what had happened at the fish hatchery, and how cousin Jack had said that deer were coming into the city looking for food? I realized he was right. The same thing was happening with the predators, like the bears, coyotes, and others. The wolverines, I asked. Yes, those too. I decided I could use my power of imagination to bring those animals together and then move them to safer land where there was still plenty of food. But Dad, you said a superhero couldn't solve that problem, I reminded him. And that's right. Only people realizing how bad things are getting for the natural world can solve these problems. But even so, I felt you were right, Desi. I had to do a little something to help right now. So I went into the backyard and concentrated on imagining all those animals that had attacked the hatchery coming into our backyard. Somehow, I must have also imagined a storm. And sure enough, as the animals appeared, so did that terrible storm. But it worked. I was able to imagine all those animals in a safe place with their natural food and a chance to live normally. All those bears, the coyotes, and even the wolverines, are now on the other side of the Cascade Mountains, far to the east of here, and in lush forests untouched by fire. At least for now, added Mom. What about Trooper? asked Army. What about him? replied Dad. Where is he? He was in the backyard with you when everything disappeared. Oh no, did I send him to the other side of the mountains too, said dad in horror. Just then, the front door opened and in came Cousin Jack. Hey, favorite family, how are you doing? That was one heck of a storm, huh? Power out all over town, although it came back on as I was driving over. Everybody okay? Then, you look a little toasted. Dad smiled sheepishly, but said nothing. I do have one question, though, continued Jack. What is Trooper doing on your roof? We all laughed with relief. Give me a hand with the ladder, will you, Jack? Said Dad. And so ended our first adventure with Dad being a superhero. Well, that was certainly a wild ending. I like that dad was able to use his powers of imagination to make a real difference with this situation. And in a sense, this is how we will make changes, by using our imaginations to analyze a problem and think of possible solutions, how we can contribute to doing good in our part of the world. Imagining a way for us to live in better balance and harmony with wildlife. But, unlike with Dad the superhero, our imagination isn't quite enough. We're also going to have to put our plans into action. I know Earth Day was officially a couple of weeks ago, and in fact, Earth Month has ended. But we live on this planet Earth with all of its nature and wildlife and beauty and wonder every day of the year. So it's always a good time to take action to help the Earth. Whether you're cleaning up bits of garbage that are spread out around your town or planting things that help make your area a better place for local wildlife or encouraging action at a larger scale by lobbying for policy changes, every little thing we can do helps. If you want to find more resources for how to help improve the environment in your part of the world, check out earthday.org. It's the official website of Earth Day, and it's a great place to get ideas for how you can make a difference. Thanks again to William Stair for writing this story and so many of the others I've been able to share with you. And thanks to you for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll be back before too long with another series that focuses not on the people in my family, but on the pets. Till then.